You're listening to the soon-to-be-named network, the Lamborghini of Podcast Networks. I'm the Jingle Meister, David Kincannon. Now hit my music. I'm back, and I'm better than ever. Got a net for making things better. That's right. I am back to the world of podcasting. My name is David Kincannon. I am the Jingle Meister. I am the Sneaker Dean. I am DeWiki at DWKII on Twitter if you want to give me a follow. And I am the host of Hit My Music, a brand new podcast where we are going to talk about wrestling and music and how those things fit together. Um, my guests will be names from the world of wrestling, and we will be talking to them about their likes, their dislikes, their musical taste, and entrance themes. We're going to talk about their favorite entrance themes growing up. We're going to talk to them about the entrance themes that they've used throughout their careers. And specifically, we're going to talk to them about why they chose those themes, what those themes meant to them then, and what they mean to them now. I hope you're all looking forward to this, because I know I am. But to begin, I thought it might be helpful for people who don't know me, who don't know who David Kincannon is, to give you a sense of my musical background. Some of the same questions that I'm going to ask the, the wrestling personalities that come on this show. Um, we're going to talk about uh, their parents' musical taste and how that affected them. I know in my case, and I probably say this too much on the show, um, my parents were a big driving force in the music I listened to as a kid. They picked the radio station in the car, uh, which was in the early 80s in St. Louis, KGLD, 1380 AM, Um They definitely fostered a love of oldies in me that persists to this day. I have a 60s playlist on Spotify that I love. Um, you know, they were the ones who got me into the Beach Boys. They got me into the Monkees along with Nickelodeon when Nickelodeon would show the Monkees television show. Um, I really enjoyed the Beatles as a kid, specifically the Help album. And my dad was a huge Mamas and the Papas fan. Um, I still count California Dreamin' as one of the best songs ever written. The harmonies are gorgeous. Uh, the textures just lovely. Um, and you know, a lot of other stuff. I remember when I was a kid, I had a, like a, an oldies mixtape. Um, and one of my favorite songs on there was a song called fairy cross the Mersey by Jerry and the pacemakers, which I thought was a, uh, just a fantastic song. Um, still a good one. Uh, actually in 2021, there was a posthumous album by the, the aforementioned Jerry of Jerry and the pacemakers that you can seek out. Um, I also uh, have a big, uh, I'm a big lover of musicals, and part of that was fostered by my parents. Um, I remember my dad was a very, a very early adopter of cable television. I remember we had HBO when I was a kid, and they would show a lot of movie musicals from the 60s. I remember specifically that they would show Oliver and Camelot. Um, my dad is a pretty big Sound of Music fan, and I remember he had the two VHS set uh, for the movie version of Sound of Music. He also loves The Music Man. So I got, um, I was a big fan of musicals as a kid. And that has persisted to this very day as well. 
I also remember being a big fan of the movie Annie when I was a kid. Um, that was probably my first favorite musical. It is no longer my favorite musical. I remember going to the Muni in St. Louis, which is an outdoor amphitheater that during the summer does uh, musicals every week. They do a different musical every week. They do it for seven days and then the next one. So they start on a Monday, they go to Sunday, and then the next one starts the next Monday. And my aunt worked for a bank that was a sponsor of the Muni Summer Series, and she would get free tickets on the opening Monday and she would always take family members with her and I was a frequent uh, guest on those trips. Um, we enjoyed that. I loved going to the Muni. Um, I saw way too many musicals there to even remember. I know I saw Little Shop of Horrors there. I saw Guys and Dolls there. Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, Annie, um, the Golden Apple, the Apple Tree, not the Golden Apple, the Apple Tree. Um, just a, a ton of stuff. And that really, I think, was responsible for fostering that love of musicals in addition to the movies that my parents would watch. One of the other things I'm going to ask my guests is when they started making their own musical decisions. For me, that was around 1987. I was about 10 years old. I remember being over at one of my cousin's house and she had a copy of Look What the Cat Dragged In, the LP vinyl for those who you know speak uh modern day we didn't call it vinyl back then it was they were just records um and i remember looking at the cover of look what the cat dragged in which is like the four square pictures of brett bobby ricky and Cece, and being like oh well this is interesting that was like nothing i had ever seen before so that sort of led into other hair metal bands. I remember one of the first tapes I ever owned was Bon Jovi's Slippery When Wet. And I think I actually discovered that uh, from that same cousin. I know she was a big Bon Jovi fan as well as Poison. I had friends who influenced what I listened to. Um, an older kid at church had given me my first uh, rap tape, which was Walking Like a Panther by LL Cool J. He also gave me a copy of Eric B. and Rakim's Paid in Full, which I still count as one of my favorite rap, rap CDs of all time. I guess that's not true. Um, I did have a copy of He's the DJ, I'm the Rapper before I got the cassette of Walking Like a Panther. And, you know, that was the heyday of FM radio, Top 40 radio. Um, and I remember listening to a lot of pop stuff. I was really into, like, Debbie Gibson and uh, Paula Abdul. I started high school around 1991, and that was sort of the the major kind of breakthrough for Metallica into the mainstream with the Black Album, a.k.a. Metallica. Um, and I remember, like, that was a big thing that a lot of my friends were listening to. I remember getting that from a friend. Uh, same with Nevermind by Nirvana. I remember when that broke. Um, so grunge and thrash were definitely things I was dabbling in in the in the early 90s. And then uh, my freshman year, a, a friend of mine gave me my first two gangster rap tapes, which were NWA's Straight Out of Compton and Ice Cube's Death Certificate both of which I still count as two of my favorite albums of all time. It's funny, I actually remember when he gave me those tapes, we were actually in rehearsals 
for the first musical that I did in high school, which was Annie Get Your Gun. So like that there's a weird crossover there between rap and musical theater um, way before Hamilton or in the Heights. I did musicals throughout my high school career. Um, in addition to Annie Get Your Gun, there was also The Wizard of Oz and Little Abner based on the comic strip from the 60s. And uh, my senior year, I got to play Sky Masterson in Guys and Dolls, the role that, if you've ever seen the movie, was played by Marlon Brando. I have continued doing musical theater throughout my life. I did Little Shop of Horrors my freshman year of college, um, and then primarily took a break from actual musical theater. Uh, I was in the show choir in college. We did a lot of theater songs. Um, I was doing also classical singing as well. I sang Mendelssohn's Elijah my senior year. I was the I actually sang the role of Elijah, the prophet. And then once I got out of college and I moved from Iowa to Colorado, I uh, went to college in Iowa, Cedar Rapids to be exact. And then once I moved to the Denver area, um, about four years after we moved here, I started doing musical theater again. Uh, I did Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat and Bye Bye Birdie and You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown, just to name a few. Um, there were a bunch of there was a bunch of other stuff in there, and then I kind of took a break. Um, I started singing uh, lead for a classic rock band for a little while. Um, that was fun, although not necessarily great for my voice. I definitely uh, did a little bit of damage over the, the few months that I was working with them. Uh, and then I had the opportunity to, to sing lead for a big band. So we were doing like swing tunes. There was a 16-piece horn section plus rhythm section and uh, four vocalists, so me and three women. And we were doing like Glenn Miller, Big Bad Voodoo Daddy, Sinatra, Dean Martin, all of that stuff. It was it was a blast. I did that for five years. We had a really good time. I was kind of in and out of musicals at that time. I remember I did Sweeney Todd while I was still in that and Next to Normal. Um, and then uh, I did Les Mis right around the time. I guess that was right a little bit before I quit that band. So yeah, that was uh that's, you know, I've I've been performing most of my life including into my 40s. Uh and that is not stopping because as of now I am currently cast in a musical production of 1776 about the signing of the Declaration of Independence that will go up in 2022 in Denver and uh yeah, so that I'm working on that. I've got some other stuff that I've been working on. Those of you who listen to podcasts on the soon to be named network will have heard my work throughout those podcasts. I've also done some stuff for other podcasts. Uh I'm doing I'm taking openly taking commissions. If anybody needs a podcast jingle or a podcast theme, uh get at me. You can take a look at the Jingle Meister Patreon. Uh there there is a level where you can sort of get a discounted uh theme and we can work on that uh there are some you know I, i've got some twitch streamers that are working with me uh so yeah so that's gonna be fun i've got you know a bunch of stuff coming out um i have still been trying to reach out to bands we're still in a weird era with the the pandemic and who knows really what's going on um in terms of live music i know around here people are still playing out live even though you know, at the time I'm recording this, the Delta variant has re has reared its ugly head, and you know it seems like things are getting worse. Um, but it doesn't. It seems like they're getting worse, but you wouldn't know it by looking around on you know at marquees. They're not the same as they were a year and a half ago. So yeah, that's me. This is the zero episode. Uh, I hope this was informational for people who don't know me and don't know my work. Um, if you're interested, 
all hundred episodes of Everlasting Minute are still out on the internet. Uh, that was the podcast that I did with my friend Jason Kirk, where we broke down Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory minute by minute. Um, we also used to do a podcast called Podvocacy that unfortunately is no longer available. Um, yeah, so I hope everybody enjoys Hit My Music. I'm looking forward to it, and I hope you are as well. Hit My Music is a proud member of the soon-to-be-named network. You can find a variety of podcasts at soon-to-be-namednetwork.com, including At Odds with Wrestling, We Need Wrestling, Longbox Heroes, Wings on Wings, and more. You can follow the show at Hit My Music Pod on Twitter, and you can email the show at hitmymusicpod at gmail.com. If you'd like to support the show, you can do so by subscribing to my Patreon at patreon.com slash jinglemeister. For a dollar a month, you can get early and ad-free episodes of Hit My Music, as well as curated playlists to go along with each episode. There are additional tiers, which feature bonus music podcasts, as well as weekly new release playlists. The theme song for Hit My Music is Contract Killer by me, the Jinglemeister. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.